The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Welcome, <laughs> one and all, to podcast. Beyond. Ah. Sorry. Did we just stop? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome hey. to Podcast Beyond, episode 446. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Alana Pierce. Greets. Greets. <laughs> yes. Uh, Martin Silverman. Yeah, that's Marty the, Sleva. The only thing you missed uh, from being in Greece was that we now say greets. I know, I, we're on a text thread together. I know what we say. Greets. And currently late. Greets. Very late. And thus, we'll be suffering the wrath of the battle axe is Andrew Goldenfarman. Yeah, he's doing a hot E3 uh, meeting. There's nothing hot he's about E3. He's very important. Yeah, E3, E3 is actually uh, cold. LA is pretty hot. Yeah, yeah Andrew, like those con- rooms. that convention center is pumped full of cold, cold air. That's not true. You get shivers. No, no, it's definitely very warm in there. No, yeah. it's not. No, yeah. it I've is. I've been to so many E3s, and I can say on average, the temperature is very, very cold. It's colder be, than the Antarctic. You're going to be sweating under those hot lights. Yep. Yeah, I talk about hot legs or lights? Leg lights. Okay. Either? Uh, anybody, you playing uh, anyway, uh, Yeah. Hey, uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome <laughs> back to the radio program. Um, yeah, I was, in, I was in Greece for a week. Uh, I guess it was a vacation. It was really fun. It was cool. That country is basically just cause three without the bungee cords. Yeah. Um, I had this, uh, this wonderful moment where uh, we, were, uh, we were driving through Crete. And you know all those things in Just Cause that you blow up that are like big candy cane looking propane Everything? tanks? Yeah. Right. And then those big, like, stupid, like, Ep- Epcot Center golf ball radio tower yeah. antenna yeah, yeah. things. I thought those were really, like, kind of convoluted when I was playing that game. They are, they totally have those there. What are they, totally what, what do they do? Huh? I don't know. It's the, like, it, maybe people see them from their helicopters and they're like, oh, there's a big golf ball. Let's go play golf. I, I don't know. I think a series of small men live inside them. Probably. Probably. A series. But I actually love that when you go to a place and you feel like you've been there before because of a video game. Yeah. The yeah. first time I was in L.A., Yep. So GTA. strange. I was like, GTA. oh, GTA. And then uh, what's the, the pier called? Santa Monica. Is that the name Venice? of the pier? Yeah. The I mean, Venice, the, the, Venice Pier, yeah. The Venice Pier, yeah. Santa Monica uh, pier, walking up that, I was like, man, I've done some stuff here in Tony Hawk. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm ground on yeah. that weird roller coaster. It's so yeah. strange that I was, like, fond of these places because I'd seen them in GTA. Yeah. We also rented ATVs and tore around on there, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in Far Cry, but yeah. I so probably strange. shouldn't do murder right now. No. Shouldn't uh, do a murder? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. So that was fun. Um, it also makes me realize I almost... 
Oh, and I was I was in Germany as well, and I was I was kind of uh, I was in I guess East Germany, kind of near uh, Berlin. So it was kind of near Poland, and I noticed that the trees look a whole lot like the like trees w- in The Witcher. Witcher. Yeah. Uh, there were some little houses that looked like very Witcher witchery little houses, and I was like, I wonder if there's a Manticore, a, a witch woman, Manticore? fight here. I didn't see any any Griffins or Zephyrlings or whatever the hell you fight in that game. What's the difference between a Griffin and a Manticore? A Manticore is uh, a lion. Manticore? It is lion, crab, eagle, or snake, maybe. And that a griffin, sounds inefficient. A griffin is eagle, eagle. lion, horse? What, yeah, that sounds right. What genitalia do those creatures have? You got to look uh, and they find have dax. out. They just have they got weird dax. Weird, yeah. weird dax? Large yeah. ropey ones. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, dax pod is the snake. Uh, before we get into things, I would like to apologize. Uh, when we talked about Uncharted, I said a thing that I said a thing that was a spoiler. A lot of people wrote in about that and called me out on it, and I just really want to apologize because I did not mean to do that, and that is kind of a... Hazard of doing what well, we do. And it was something that the three of us even glossed over, too. Yeah. Which it so, was yeah, just... you, that's on you. It's on you. Yeah, it was mostly Alana's fault. Yeah. Uh, but Checks real talk, balances. I read the comments on that episode, and by virtue of that, also had your spoiler spoiled for me before I had finished Uncharted. Yeah. I don't know how it took you so long to finish Uncharted. I don't, well, know, I you, I don't know what you do in your room. You know, uh, locked Overwatch. Away. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, yeah, but, like... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just I felt really bad about that because no. I didn't I didn't mean to do that. But we, know we talk about a lot of stuff, and it's it can be like I actually I once I think we're I think we're past the statute of limitations for uh, Harry Potter spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in in high school at one point I was uh, I was in like homeroom and this girl next to me was reading Deathly or no not Deathly Hallows the uh, Order, Order, Order the Phoenix, no. the fifth one, and she's sitting there. And she's reading it, and this was like a year and a half after it came out. And like, there's that period when a Harry Potter book came out, and everyone would be reading it. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, are you rereading that?" She's like, "No, I'm reading it for the first time." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Oh man, you're gonna, you are gonna, you're gonna love that ending." And she's like, "Don't, don't spoil anything." Like, no, you're gonna have a, you were gonna, you were gonna really love that. I am, I am dead serious. <laughs> and then I was like. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Honestly, she was very stupid, so she did not catch that. I want to spoil The Force Awakens for me the morning before oh, I saw it. Oh, I did. Force, that was The Force terrible. wakes up. And then you tried, to, you tried to backpedal? I did successfully, I think. I don't think so. I yeah. think I really You tried did. too hard. Uh, anyway, so uh, as Alana has uh, very subtly uh, mentioned, Overwatch. 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 Overwatch is out. And Overwatch people is out. are playing this fun game about a bunch of Holy friends who... Hell, are people talking about this? I love it. Like, I love it. literally, everyone in this office is playing it. Hmm. And by literally, I mean figuratively, because I bought it, but I haven't played it. Classic Marty. It's vintage Marty. I uh, I had one of those those things where I I would like go on Reddit and there'd be like web comics or there'd be memes and stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't get them. And people are tweeting stuff, and I don't get it. And I'm like, oh man, I need to catch up. Like, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a game of culture thing currently yeah. is playing Overwatch, and it, I feel like if I weren't super into it, I would feel like I was missing out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so so I, it's a hero shooter. Yeah. It's a lot like Team Fortress 2, um, except it's Blizzard's take on that, which means the animation style, I think it might have been you, or maybe it was old Mitchie, Mitchie D, Rip. Mitch Dyer, uh, likened it to being like an adult Skylanders in the way that it's animated. And it actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all very blocky, and I mean, it doesn't look great, but. The maps have a lot of verticality, and the characters are freaking awesome. Uh, totally different play styles. I don't even know how many of them there are. There's, I think there's twenty something. Four right? sets of four, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you have like a various different classes, and it tells you when you pick a character on your team. Uh, you know, if you don't have a sniper, if you don't have a support, it'll yeah. kind of tell you where you need that. to even your team out, which is really cool. But you don't have yeah. to even because no, you, you can play with yeah. how, how much. Same, uh, how much time have you put into it? A lot. A lot. What's that mean? I don't want to know. Okay. Uh, can you ballpark it? Like, I mean, yesterday, I played from four till eleven, and 
and that was just one day. Okay, so that's a lot. Yeah, uh, I played for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped in Thoughts? and played. I played like a match. <laughs> uh, I really, I really like it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm curious to check out more. I totally looked at this being like, will I hate this? Will I like this? I don't know. I'm for the first time since I want to say Warcraft two. Mm-hmm. I really like how a Blizzard game looks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that frequently there. I mean, I guess Diablo is cool, but um, I hate the way World of Warcraft looks. I think that StarCraft looks cool in cinematics, but as far as gameplay looks, it's just it looks like a bunch of candy rolling around. Like yeah. It's a bunch of way, yeah. way too colorful things given the subject matter. Yeah. And I think there's a what is it Grimdark? Is that what people call it, or is it some? Is that oh, the, that type of that style. I don't know. Yeah, that, like, I mean, I like, really like it, but I understand how you. Yeah, wouldn't. I liked it. Uh, I think it, it's. Overwatch looks different. To yeah, Overwatch looks. Uh, Overwatch looks like uh, Overstrike. The game that oh, turned that into Fuse, Fuse yeah. which was something I was really looking forward it to. It really and then, does, actually. That's yeah. a really yeah. good point. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think it's funny we're calling this a hero shooter. Um, I feel like, I mean, obviously that that, that kind of comes from that, like, initially that was like, oh, what if a MOBA was a shooter, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. term, you know, surrounded Battleborn and that other one or whatever. But, like, this idea of taking kind of MOBA-like gameplay and applying it to a, you know, a shooter yeah. approach. I mean, it gives you, like, a relationship with the character you're playing. Yeah, I think it's odd, though, because it doesn't... I mean, it, MOBAs do, too, but... Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that I... I don't feel like it's a MOBA because it doesn't have that... I think it's partly to do with the view. Obviously, yeah. this is first person, and that makes a huge difference. And partly to do with just, like, the, the way that a MOBA works for me is you have coins, and you have things that you need to take out mm-hmm. and you have lanes yeah. like but I, mean, I guess this, that's yeah. not set in stone I think, I think the MOBA comparison was just based on the fact that each character has this Different very innate and... set of abilities and skills and when you're playing as this character you almost have to role play as mm-hmm. like you can't it's not like well, Call of Duty where you can just get a loadout load and be like well right. I'm gonna do whatever yeah, I want you like you have to have play, to play as every this character. Character. So what I was gonna say is it feels like a fighting game it feels more like a fighter than yeah. it. I was expecting I guess something you know something like I don't know Paragon or just sort of like this I was expecting something more, I guess, not, not RPG-ish, that's the wrong thing, but more like RTS-like, yeah, you know? Sure. Like more, yeah, sure. A little bit more grindy. Yeah. It's super, not at all. It's super goofy and fun, and yeah. I really like it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, I, I love the catchphrases. I have, I've played, I, I mean, I, I jumped in, I was switching as many characters as I could and, yeah. and completely having no idea what I was doing and, mm-hmm. and kind of getting a feel for it. And yeah, you kind of can't play it that way. They're really charming. Like, they're yeah. really, yeah. I, I like that they do have this, this, you know, wide array of it. They feel kind of like Pokemon, you know, because <laughs> you've got, yeah. you got this like Grim Reaper asshole who's just like, I'm, I'm the death incarnate. And then there's like a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's yeah. Junkrat, who's the uh, token Australian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like this weird guy whose hair's like a little bit on fire and like his catchphrases are the best. And I love that. Like if you're running around as any character, uh, I'm mostly playing Farah, who is like kind of serious. Her, her main catchphrase is justice reigns from above. But she's then the, like, she's the hover, hover Pharaoh pretty much. Yeah. Like a robot Egyptian woman. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which is a weird thing. She was yeah. the last one I played. That's a that is a fun character play. She took me a really, really long time to get good at because I was used to playing as characters that were I guess like more like the soldier or I played a fair bit of Bastion and I played a bunch of McCree, so they're like kind of shooter characters, whereas mm. you have to play Farah in a way that's you just move constantly yeah. and on a controller, you're just like constantly toggling the fly so that she's like moving around just really erratically so no mm-hmm. one can target her and you yeah. trying to aim from above. And it took me a while to figure out that I had to play it like Quake, but when I got that, I was like, oh, this is the best. Yeah. yeah. But I played, um, playing as her and hearing her catchphrase compared to like having a junk rat nearby who's mm-hmm. like, it's a good day for mayhem. And probably my favorite of his is, uh, if at first you don't succeed, blow it up again. Like, it's just really cool hearing other characters just like 
shouting things yeah. in the middle of a battle and knowing what ultimate yeah. is being used it, at what time. It's so impressive that like the characters are so vastly different in terms totally. of like what they look like and sort of the worlds that they would be pulled from, but they all mesh together in the same way like Nintendo sort of did that with Smash Brothers where you have all these different characters yes. but sort I of mean, a it's uniform. It's like the Disney Infinity, Disney Infinity figures line. Exactly. Yeah. All this different stuff that's been like kind of stylized. Yeah, like Luke Skywalker can stand next to Mickey Mouse who yeah. can stand next to and Iron Man. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. They've done a really, really good job of that. That's really cool. Um, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, it's one thing to have different types of attacks and stuff and the balancing surrounded with that but to have some characters who can fly or that yeah. that uh that bow and arrow ninja fellow who can uh, tr- climb up walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was totally expecting that to be, like, a very specific, like, certain walls he can walk on, but then I, just, I ran straight, and he's like, and I was like, oh, I'm up here now. Like, I could totally, yeah. like, snipe people up here. And Yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't imagine how difficult it is to design levels that aren't like, oh, well, this level can, you know, be exploited by this character mm-hmm. because of this ability. Like, I don't think the level design is that great, no. but... Uh, I mean, there are certain levels where I will start playing as Farah and then be like, this isn't working. Like, I mean, this isn't going to work because this is enclosed. There's not, like, a lot of room for me to fly around. Yeah. This person can put turrets here and here, and I can't combat those very well. So uh, there are certain levels where I will, where I will swap out of a yeah. certain character. Like, I mean, it's Blizzard. Which is great know, that you can do that pretty much. After every death? Yeah. I don't remember the last time Blizzard, like, you know, shipped a game and they were like, yeah, it's done. We're good. Next thing. You know, it's like they usually have oh, yeah. continuous Almost support. Almost services. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah, and people are complaining about you know certain characters being OP, like Bastion, who I, whenever I play Bastion, who is basically a cool robot man. With a uh, bird on him? With a nice bird on him. Put a bird on it? He's got a bird on it. There's a really murderous bird. Yeah, okay. Uh, All birds are murderous. Basically, Bastion has multiple forms, three forms that just, there's one way you could literally turn into a stationary turret and you can just kill people just before they even notice you're there. And I tend to get like plus 10 play killstreaks every single time that I play as him. It's very, very easy to do that as Bastion. I don't know if that's catered to me or if it's that character specifically, but like really often gets player of the game. Uh, and I think to the extent where they need to kind of level Bastion down. Which I'm bit. sure they will. They I will. think they will too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been complaining about Bastion. I've seen people tweet at Blizzard being like, Bastion's too OP. You mm-hmm. need to fix Bastion. But they're just like, have you tried countering with Genji? And you get like tips basically every single time that someone kills you or... If they, it's probably if they kill you the same way a certain amount of times, and it'll be like try countering this character by doing this. So they tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I sort of like that rock scissors paper mentality too. Of like, well, this character is rock dis- paper scissors. Yeah, What's scissors rock, paper rock. It rock. It's scissors paper rock. It's What's rock scissors paper. It's definitely scissors. Rock paper, paper scissors. Well, actually, the website's called it's RPS, right? So rock paper shotgun. Right. So rock paper scissors. See? Rock scissors paper. I like how we use that. What's wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> Continue. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, how it's rock scissors paper. (laughs) How like how characters like they have abilities where it's like well like you said there's the dude who turns into a turret and he's mowing down everything but if you play as a character who can deflect things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, everyone has a really good counter which Mm -hmm. uh, changes your play style as well. It's it's just super fun because you have to adapt so much which isn't that common in shooters but yeah. Also, a lot of character, like you said, they are kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. I want, and, I want uh, action figures of them very badly. Oh, same. They need to make action figures. Jeez, yeah. Oh, God, I mean, if this them. blows up, like I if, think they will for sure. If, and I, I actually may have seen something where they had already started working on that. No, also, they, 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 they ship these statues, like they're very the giant open. Ones, yeah, they made these giant action figure statues that they're putting out, and I love that they're just like, yeah, this game's about toys, pretty much. Yeah, these toy people. Yeah, also. Uh, I mean, I think this game's going to do incredibly well sales-wise, just yeah. given anecdotally how many people in this office and how many people I follow on Twitter who are playing this. I mean, I don't really like multiplayer games in general. Like, I mean, I played The Division and Rainbow Six Siege a bunch this year, but in general, 
I get a lot more hooked on multi uh, on single player experiences. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and at the moment, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go finish Doom. I'm like, oh, I want to play more Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm super hooked on it. Man, what cra- you guys think of that battle, bo- battle board? That's uh, the other thing what? I was going to say is Sorry, like, what's that? Man, whole, like, yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for them. For too. whatever reason, I just never cared about that, and I did care about Overwatch. I well, guess that's marketing. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. difference is that like, and we've seen this with uh, you know with Borderlands, like they they just they release endless volleys of like updates of being yeah. like, hey, was- so we've revealed a new level, we revealed a new character. Here's the new, uh, and it's just like it's gets you tired of it whereas yeah, Blizzard probably. is so much better at that like we, like we got two copies of Overwatch in the office I think we had trouble getting beta codes you yeah. know like they're just they're better at it's that it's that difference between like less is more Ubisoft and Rockstar in terms of yeah. like showing stuff off you know it's actually a good point like I wonder if releasing beta codes stops people from buying a game because they're like Depends on the game. Ah, I got the beta and I didn't but like I mean, it like Fable Legends I probably wouldn't yeah. have bought that after the beta was open yeah. so long like. I mean it's uh, yeah the, I think one of Battleborn's problems was that it's just one of those games that was a victim of being announced too early yeah, and then yeah. Completely. delayed. I mean, like, almost a year Watch and a half. Dogs. Totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, whereas with Overwatch, like it was revealed, I think BlizzCon a year or two ago, or Gamescom or something, and they showed a ton of footage, and it was like, oh, this looks awesome. Yeah. And then it went radio silent for a little while, and then yep. it was like, all right, there's an alpha. All right, there's a beta. All right, we're good. Yeah, it's out now. They weren't. They weren't mm. like, here's a great new look at. There's a salute to this character. Yeah. It's a dev diary about how we made these turrets. Or I whatever. mean, it's yeah. kind of like how Disney does trailers. Yeah. Yep. Like, they just show you a really small amount. Of yeah. what you want to see, so yeah. you want to see more. Um, yeah, this is that could be why I just I don't care about Battleborn in the slightest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. on the subject, I'm glad Andrew's not here. So on the subject <laughs> of uh, things that have been taking too long to come out, No Man's Sky is delayed no. again. Uh, yeah, that's coming out in August, uh, August 12th or August God, 10th. And that's wait, a pretty solid delay. God, I hate when they do this. It's coming out in North America on August 9th, in Europe on August 10th, and in UK on August 12th. Why does it say Europe and then it says UK? That make sense. What a stupid... Just, just stop it. We're yeah. all, we all read the what? same internet. Yeah. Go to hell. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's sort of a bummer. Like, we were all looking forward to getting back from E3 and playing this at the end of June. And yeah. Then... Well, if it makes you feel any better, I sent a bunch of death threats over it. So. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That was yeah. me. That was yeah. me. Sorry, guys. What the hell? Uh, and to Jason Schreier, too. Yeah. Hello Games, more like Goodbye Games, that's because good. I'm coming to get you. Oh, no. He's so nice. Axe. Sean Murray is so nice, though. Sean Murray, <laughs> you have delayed the game. I'm angry and upset. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that it's delayed a month and a half, but I'm like, well, what, like it's fine. I don't know. Go, so it's summer. Go I've, been tr- I've been trying to I'm sort of... I'm not surprised. Just, yeah, it seems like an incredibly massive game, Yeah, obviously. I've uh, spoken about this before, but I'm, I'm worried about No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, no matter what that game is, it's going to be a letdown. I mean... For some yeah. people. It's, when it was first announced... I was amazed. I feel like most people probably was. Like, this is incredible. Technically, still very impressive. But everything we've seen of it since then looks exactly the same. It's like, okay, sure, maybe there's a whole lot of planets. Yeah. But if they all look exactly the same, why do I want to explore them? Also, I don't know if this is correct. Uh, someone's telling me this. But when you visit a planet and you check it out, mm-hmm. you can't really go back to it. It becomes like a different planet. Is that is that? I don't think that's right. Okay. No, I think it's that when you visit a planet, you can name it, and then it's the same for everyone. Yeah. Oh, but if okay. no one's been to a planet, then I think it stays randomly generated. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's Which is still impressive tech. Super impressive tech. That's the thing. Is like, that right. This is the most... Like it's insane how much this game is built on like weird math and science that I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I guess that's every video game if you yep. boil it down. But just we don't know how they ma- we, we're talking <laughs> how about do they them make not making these? <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm totally fine with a game getting delayed a month and a half for extra polish and everything, but... It's not like we have time to play it anyway. 
the exactly. It was coming out like yeah. the week before or the week of E3. Yeah. And yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was funny. Dan Stapleton, our reviews editor, was literally going to stay home from E3 to review the game. And I was like, well, now you, now what? To, now you can stay home and be on home <laughs> duty? Yeah, that works. Yay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you like... We, we talked before, I think even a week or two ago, about Mighty Number no. 9, about how each sort of nickel and diming delay got us less and less excited. I mean, you could say the same thing about Battleborn or, like, Evolve. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit worried that the same thing's going to happen with No Man's Sky, that, like, our, we hit peak excitement long before the game came out. That's definitely true. Uh, mm-hmm. I think No Man's Sky is a little bit different in that it's so unique. It's a very unique game. Yeah. Uh, whereas Battleborn was immediately competing with well, a tf2 kind of which yeah. is something that's been around forever that a lot of gamers are familiar with already and then there's overwatch stories no man's sky doesn't have a parallel so it's i mean my interest is still there and then i'm very curious about it mm-hmm. but if it hadn't been revealed so long ago and we hadn't like seen pieces of it rolled out through their marketing campaign then i probably wouldn't have the idea that i think the game's probably yeah. going to be boring yeah so and it's guess, like kind of split yeah and i mean People still are stoked for it. Like any videos we put up on it, are we, multiple IGN firsts have done incredibly well. Yeah. Just because people also, there's still so many question marks around exactly. it. Like, what is this game? Because we don't understand what it is yet. Yeah. Isn't there supposed to be something awesome in the center of the universe? They said something. Yeah. When you get to the center of the universe, there's something, something amazing. Cool. Yeah. My and my prediction mm-hmm. was that it's just going to be our solar system. That'd be pretty cool. So be what if it's just like a really embarrassingly out of date meme? Dat boy. Like it's like no. I mean the older like it's like that uh, girl. Cat? I'm a kitty cat. And a dance, 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 and a dance, dance, dance. I don't know what that is. It's so. the Numa Numa guy. Oh, remember that? Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just get there and it plays that file. You're just like, what? Why, <laughs> why did Something you do special. Maybe that's why they delayed the game, because they wanted goat, to update the memes. The center of the <laughs> oh, Oof. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I really want to be excited about that, but I'm completely just like, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll believe it when I play it. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, my attitude towards delays is generally, yay, make it better. So, except in the case of Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. this, it's like, if it needs a delay that will make the game better, or if there was a bug that we would have had to deal with, if it weren't delayed, then I'm totally happy for games to be Yeah. Better. Also, like, I've, I've never hit a point in my adult life where I'm like, I have nothing to consume right now. It's like, nope, I have way too many games and movies yeah. and TV shows and books. That's, that and I maybe want there's to. not that much coming out in August, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Last Guardian is a game about a boy and Speaking a big of delays. dog bird. A big, it's a bird dog, uh, not a bird dog. dog. Bird. A big old doggy bird. Trico. Bird and a dog. Uh, Cam played the first 45 minutes. Yeah. We uh, we have a go check out his piece and his videos. It's uh, part of IGN for us this month. But yeah, he played the opening 45 minutes. Um, and a lot of it was sort of based on uh, the stuff we've seen at E3 and at previous reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of things I found super interesting was that... Uh, you get the, a car. You get a car. Yeah. Of and course. the car's name is Henry and it yeah. talks. It's, it's a strange it's a BMW accent. Z3. That's not a real car. Yeah, it is. Three Zs? Yeah. Is it sleepy? Yep. It's a very sleepy car. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the whole game is framed around you are the main character uh, as an old man recounting the story of when you were a child and met huh. the bird dog. And so there's sort of That's this narration awesome. where you're talking about it. Um, and it begins with you wake up in this chamber and Trico is chained to the ground, like the chain's going into this well, which was like the first imagery they showed from the game like nine years ago. Um but one of the things I found super interesting is, like, obviously, it seems like he's chained there because he's prisoned. 
Uh, mm. Yeah, it is a giant abomination. I think it would make sense to tie it up a little but bit. But what's scary? Calm what, down. What I thought was spooky was that you get this it's mirror really shield nice. that you could sort of like you point it and, and it fires off sort of a, a marker at a thing. And the first time you do that, uh, Trico shoots like lightning out of his tail and destroys a wall. And so I'm like, oh, this thing was probably actually put there because he he's a weapon. Yeah. yeah. What if Trico kills you at the end of the game? Why would you be narrating it if you're dead? That's a good point. Uh, yeah. What about film noir? Uh, don't so silence the in, voices. In a of serious uh, bit of commentary, uh, is the, the narration is in is it in English? Like, is it? Do we know? Is I it, mean, I imagine if it's anything like the other games, it's in a fictional language with subtitles. That's okay. how yeah, uh, that's, Eco a real, and Shadow work. Real yeah. big uh, corner to cut for you know localization. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Just make up a little language. Yep. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, because he he yells bird dog too. Bird dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seriously, isn't bird dog's name Trico? Yes. Because it was originally Project Trico, right? Yeah. And then it was The Lost Guardian. Yeah. So I'm not... Okay. Just, like, just making sure I'm not making that up. I also no, like that it has Ico in it. Yeah. And Shadow of the Colossus was originally called Nico. Really? It was going to be a multiplayer game where four people... It was almost like Monster Hunter where four people are taking down Colossi. Wow. Which would have been really cool. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I'd still play that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Sony still... Uh, they still say this game is on track for 2016, mm-hmm. which is exciting because all signs are pointing towards Horizon being delayed till next year. So that's yeah. sort of like... Yeah. There is no big... That's not a surprise at all. No, no totally not. Because um, we really haven't seen much of Horizon at all. Like, we've just seen that same kind of that instance single from demo. different... Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that game looks good. Yeah, it looks awesome. And so, I mean, I'm sure that'll be a... Well, it will definitely be at E3 because it's already... That billboard's already on the side of... Have uh, you heard anything about Wild lately? Uh, no. no. Since there was that demo at... Was Paris it Paris Games, Games Week? Week? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything since then. Mm. I mean, that game... Yeah, the game should be out this year. I mean, it, it looked really good when I saw it at Paris. Oh, Games there was Week, a big so. naked snake woman. Remember that? Wild? It's going out this year, really? I don't know. Like, that was announced. Yeah, they showed it pretty at, ambitious. Wasn't that PSX that they were showing that off? No, they showed it at Paris so. Games Week. Okay. Year, but it was yeah. fully revealed like a year before that. Yeah. Like, it was revealed at a Gamescom I was at, which is like 2014, I think. Yeah, I feel that's a yeah. ways off. It seems like one of those things is kind of, I don't know. I just get yeah. that vibe from it. Yeah, like, it doesn't I do seem too, like it's, kind of. Also, it's Michelle Ansel, and he makes games very slowly, meticulously. They're huge games, and they got big naked snake women in them. Yeah. I thought the snakes were. Snake has some big hawkers. Are there girl snakes? Yeah. Yeah. The biggest they're problem called, with that game, I think. They're called lizards. <laughs> <laughs> all lizards, all girls. Yeah. Uh, the biggest problem with that game, I think, with Wild, is that it doesn't have any narrative. It's like, what is compelling you to go and round up all these you animals? Make up your own narrative. Do you, wait, like how do you know it doesn't have, have, have they said it doesn't have Have they said it? Yeah. Oh. They said that at Paris Games Week. It was like a... What's the story going to be? And I think that they probably gave me a loose answer that was along the lines of, we want to just focus on the players. What they, they, no, I think they literally I think said awesome. that they weren't going to have... Story. A, I love yeah. that, because I kind of hate when games shove story down your throat. what's when the... What, why? Playing them. I don't They're know. interactive. Minecraft. Like, you're, you're Minecraft making your own story. story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Overwatch doesn't have a story. I so my, I mean, like, my favorite like stuff growing up was... game, it just feels different. Like originally Lego didn't have stories like they weren't tied to franchises they were just like so you made your own story here's some pirates here's a spaceman and you use your imagination and that's kind of been noticeably pretty absent from games because they've always become like they're like yeah but then I mean I love uh you know, I love playing like Far Cry because it's like the stuff that happens in between like you've got a loose kind of framework to play in but it's as far as it being like like it's it's almost generic enough that you can be like yeah like Far Cry 3 and 4 aside from Voss and uh Who's the who's the other bad guy? Who's the bad guy in four? 
uh, pagan men. Pagan men. Like, aside from those dudes who, like, are super memorable and gave, have really mm-hmm. great performances, like, I don't really remember the story of either. Yeah, I remember, remember hating the main dude in three. Jason Brody and his all of his great friends who I just were remember, really likable. I just remember yeah, wanting really bad things yeah. to happen to him and, him and I mean, his family. All my favorite parts of those games are the stuff that happens between the between the cutscenes yeah. and the dialogue. Well, I, the no, stories I totally where you come agree in the with yeah. that, but I, I think I just like having... I'm going to go do this, but I know that that mock is over there. I don't have anything to do. Let's go do the mock Oh, I'm going to go do this now. Like, it's like having some kind of loose structure gets me through something. Where, Like, in Minecraft, I am like, I'm going to build this, and then I'm going to build this thing on the side of it. And, like, I just set goals and keep setting goals. Sure. For a game like Wild, it's like, we can, okay, we can write so now you I have a, all the animals. We can write you a big list of goals if you want. But what, yeah. if, how do you, how about, what if you don't know what the animals are? You know, this is one thing that I do find really appealing about from soft games is the fact that they don't like beat you over the head with like an opening cutscene being like, and here's what ha- I mean. Do they? They don't really. I mean, do they that. have like a, a, a weird, like, like a little blur. archaic cinematic. Yeah, it doesn't but, make any sense. No. And then suddenly you're just like, oh man, I well obviously I fight the skeletons because they're not trying to sell me anything. And yeah. This is a video game, so you know well, either the skeletons are going to sell you stuff or they're going to fight you. Yeah, there's two types of people in the world: those who try to sell you things and those you murder. Yeah, are these skeletons or skeletons? Skeletons. Skeletons. Really good. No, like I kind of love the idea that give you a quest. Well, you kill them. Like, I love a game that's just a sandbox where you're like, yeah, you get animal wizard powers. How you get them, that's kind of up to you. Yeah. Like, look at, I mean... But then what do you do with them? You make love to the big, large snake woman. How do you... How oh, it's you a po- sex simulator? Probably. Oh. I don't know. Maybe are. you gotta, like, unlock a bunch of weird stuff to get... Maybe it's like... I it's, think, like, I totally agree in that I'm happy to make my own narrative. Like, that's how I play The Sims. Uh, yeah. But just from what I've seen of Wild being played, it just seems very absent. Okay. But it's I mean, also been a very we also haven't seen We haven't seen anything from it, really. So I mean, I have. Okay. But, but I mean, it looks like it, they showed us that demo where there's like it's like Far Cry, but with owls. Yes. Or more owls, like more than the last one. Yeah, we had like a behind-closed-doors gameplay session, okay. and it just, you know, it just really wasn't very much to do. And hmm. we were asking a lot of questions, and they were like, uh, yeah, I mean, you can possess this thing if you want. <laughs> um, there's a lot of mountains. Uh, did you see that we have cliff edges? Edges? How do you feel about snakes? I feel strongly. I have a lot of different feelings about snakes. Yeah. Mixed. How do you feel about Yoda's snake? That's cool. We have That's snakes. A question to ask Brian, really. Yeah. Brian's Yoda's ba- snake. Yeah, Yoda has a snake that nice. he's made. A love. Uh, he's made love on. We have to talk about this so much here. It's really infuriating. He's made love inside of it. Hey, look who decided to show ah, up, Andrew. We're talking. Hey, about, we're, it's the it's the No Man's Sky we're of talking about podcast Yoda's guests. Snake? <laughs> we're talking about Yoda. Be delayed until August. We're talking about Yoda's snake. Do you have any opinions on Yoda? Andrew Goldfarb has entered the podcasting room for those of you listening. Just the audio. Hi, everybody. We run a tight ship oh, here. That's not the mic. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's it going? We were talking about Wild. Yes. Oh, like the Reese Witherspoon movie with the boots? Yeah. Yeah, yeah about the heroin addict who goes on a very long walk. Is that what that's about? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. There's a lot of product placement in that movie. Weird. Uh, I'm excited for Wild. Alana's not because she's a jerk and hates French people. Wow. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's, that? that's yeah, what I got that's from it. That's, it. that's what I got from your ex. I hate French people. <laughs> uh, no. I'm actually going like to Montreal. Like if Far Cry Primal had no, had no story... I would love that game so much more because that was they kept this man kept trying to make me drink I mean, out of a bowl. Wild is so similar to Far Cry Primal that it's concerning. Yeah, like they were like, "We have this idea," and Ubisoft were like, "Yoink!" And then they're <laughs> like, "We don't exclusively have this idea." Yeah. Well, there's also the Patrice Sesley Caveman game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The cavemen are coming back. Yeah, we're bringing it back. Wait, it's a blast that, from the past. Is that, if you isn't, will. That what's wild? isn't that what Wild is? No, there's no. There's Wait, the one what? that's called like Wild's Wild Michel Ancel. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You're thinking of the other French dude who yeah. made it cool Ubisoft. Right. I forget what his game is called. His the trailer it's for that one is really Mankind cool. something. Yes. where it's like an yeah, episodic game on the evolution of man. Like yeah. you start as a caveman and you probably but become like that, a businessman or something. It's it's year something. It's based. The name is a year. 
I don't no, know. I'm thinking of 1666. I am. You're right. Which yep. is yeah. the yeah. Also the Ubisoft man. Yeah, that's the right guy. Yeah. It's the same person. Yeah. yeah, that was the one where I started talking about Dutch Masters, and everyone got mad at me because I was talking about. Well, because well, no, when you say Dutch Masters, it makes me think of a sex thing. It's called Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey. This that makes you think of a sex thing go. too. Hey guys, yeah. it's been a second well. since we talked about tactical military gun stuff, <laughs> and I get real bored if that doesn't happen. So Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon got a new trailer, and that game looks really, really fun. And I don't really usually give a darn about those Tom Clancy games. The Tom Clancy verse has been kind of a thing that is. I like those Harrison Ford movies. Bro, you didn't like Rainbow Six? I think Rainbow Six has one of the most colorful, fun-sounding names and is, like, one of the most, like... <laughs> there's nothing rainbow about those guys. They should be, they should get, like, cool wizard powers. I like I how you were expecting rainbow? Magnificent Seven, but with six guys wearing rainbow clothes. <laughs> rainbow Six sounds like Power Gay Rangers. Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yeah. The fabulous uh, Seven. I, I mean, love Rainbow Six Vegas. Rainbow and is I the think most... The, the, the title is the most cheerful the, thing, the most no, interesting thing about this. Rainbow Six Vegas is incredible. Great, yes. right? Vegas 1 and 2. And they're, Absolutely. like, super colorful, and you're just blowing And it's weird because they were the shooter for so long like yeah. I feel like They're Call really of Duty kind of took that crown away from them but yeah. like for a little bit there Rainbow Six was like the go-to shooter yeah. for people yeah. Yeah. well so here's the thing like I think it's really bizarre that I mean obviously you've got like you've got Splinter Cell Rainbow Six they're uh Siege is a very good game, but I, it's I, not necessarily what a lot of people wanted. People want like I mean, I mean they wanted Patriots. I think they wanted like a big yes, story. Right, it's Patriots. tactical. But it's it, considering it's it's got the branding of a famous author on it. I feel like there's not typically an emphasis on story. It's more about like tactical approach to things. Yeah, you I'm know, still you, waiting for Tom Clancy's Tom Clancy the Tom Clancy edition. Yeah, like that's gonna be a thing eventually. Where they're just like Tom Clancy the video game. Maybe it'll be like you're just a cool writer boy. You just got to write a whole novel. <laughs> it's a sound awake. Wait, you definitely don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. So that said, Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, looks more like four-player third-person Far Cry than... Yeah, it looks yeah. like Far Cry with fewer story restraints, honestly. It looks like you can just kind of do whatever. Like, I mean, we haven't really seen that much gameplay. Hopefully we will like yeah. three. But like yeah. to me, it looks like it's basically like all outposts if you want it to be yeah, yeah. and they, it very much like every mission they were like it can be tackled like 30 different ways so you yeah. can take this outpost like under the cover of night or yep. wait for a storm to pass the thing, by that's I awesome I yep. want to wait and see though is does the Tom Clancy name mean this is going to be like very like serious unforgiving like get it yeah. right or you're dead kind of thing or yeah. is it going to be like kind of Far Cry where if maybe you're getting shot a lot you can go hide in a bush and set everything on fire mm-hmm. and then run away and stab the thing and break your own thumb unleash help a tiger on some people the yeah. Tom Clancy brand is so all over the place like I always forget the division is a tom clancy yeah. game because yeah. it, but because it's not like, i don't think it really means anything honestly it's just like tactical military stuff yeah that's tom clancy the, on it was but... one game that was all voice command hawks no uh what well, uh, the end war tom hawks is one of them no hawks was like a vehicle game but there's the one which that was a strategy I... game that was yeah. all voice based voice command based yeah we played that at an event huh. we played a game like that at something no you were thinking that's of, the one where i got like, real sweaty it's the Ubisoft event where I just could not stop sweating and we went in the back corner. That was a really, really good, good event. Story. Really weird. Yeah, really weird. <laughs> it's just, a good story. It's a really good story. You just okay. sweat so much. It's really not that good. Why'd you get so sweaty? Mm, it never made a mystery. No, we were yeah. standing still in an air conditioned room. Did you have a fever or voice something? Uh, <laughs> I just got very nervous about all those voice commands. <laughs> <laughs> I got the vapors. <laughs> So we, I watched the trailer like just before walking in here and don't really know what it is. Based on that trailer, I'm like, I don't really know what this game is. What do you mean? Um, I mean, it just had a lot of explosions and looks like it looks like a Far Cry outpost, but you're but it's uh, the Devil's Cartel. 
I mean, this is definitely going to be a whole lot of drugs, which is also some of my favorite parts of Far Cry. Yeah. The drug trip stuff. And the, the first in. trailer for it was all coke and blood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like the last year E3 trailer for oh. it was just a bunch of... Cocaine and Bloody blood. Bloody coke it's, and uh, cokey blood. It's set in Bolivia, which I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, uh, I was thinking it was going to be Mexico because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's racist or Did just. Did you do a racist? Was that racist? I don't <laughs> Maybe? know. I guess, well, no, there's, because there's, they're frequently like, when, when you talk about cartels, I feel like it's, it's often like the, um, uh, you know, kind of border, border watch stuff. Like, you know, yeah. people El smuggling. Chapo? Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like. Uh, Bolivia is interesting because you get much more of a variety and in, in, like climate. You know, yeah. you get like they've shown off they've screens where you're in like an Arctic spot and mm-hmm. there's like deserts and there's jungles and like that's really fun for me. Yeah, um, I'm getting a little bit of a, a Phantom Pain vibe from this, which is kind of weird to say because yeah. I drew so heavily yeah, no, from. Yeah, I see that. Uh, but I mean, like, I I really like I really want this to be awesome. I'm just super wary. Like, I just I hope that it lets you have fun yeah. rather than just be yeah Tom Clancy games definitely do have a habit of taking themselves very seriously mm-hmm. yeah I mean, um, excepting maybe some of the original uh, Splinter Cell yeah we were talking about that before like I Ryan was like no the original games were super funny I'm like I don't know if, I, I don't wouldn't know call them funny but I think they had a little bit more you know what would be a real a sick game would jokes be in them. Uh, R.L. Stein's Ghost Recon <laughs> I could definitely get behind R.L. Stein's Ghost Recon. We were watching the Jack Black Goosebumps a little bit in a bar last night, and that movie was very strange. Yeah. Is it funny? I mean, like... He plays R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's... I mean, it was on mute with subtitles, but it, it was just really weird. It was like, mm-hmm. uh... We kept looking up, and there were Stranger Things attacking them. So first there was a big white werewolf, and it was a scary marionette man, and then it was a uh, oh, yeah, different werewolf. Yeah. Monster well, the, blood. The, the yeah. cheese and die. Oh, my God. Deep I haven't thought trouble. about those books in a very long time. Deep Trouble 2. Evidently, Max thought about Deep them recently. Deep Trouble 3. Okay, that just sounds gross. Yeah. They, they kind of were like pornos. The Deep Trouble the... 3 are my favorite spinoff of Monster the Rainbow House. Six. <laughs> Is it Welcome to Dead House? Is that Deep it? Trouble. Wait, Monster House was the movie that Dan Harmon wrote. No, I wasn't thinking of that then. Oh. I was thinking of Welcome to Dead House. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. We're talking but, about uh... Goosebumps. Did you guys not have Goosebumps? Yeah. Hey, speaking of... Coke and blood. What about blood and wine? <laughs> that was actually really good. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a good one. Max, are you stuck uh, for this? Yeah, let's get down for the uh, the awesome CD Projekt Red uh, flavor challenge. We're going to blindfold you guys and see if you can tell the difference between the taste of blood and the taste of wine. Not really. Uh, that's Witcher DLC that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out this week. And it's insane because it is massive. Yeah, yeah. the map is like the same size as the as like a, original map. It's yeah, totally huge. not fair that they're calling this DLC. This should be considered an expansion pack. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, and even, like, you look and, like, visually it looks so distinct. Like, it almost looks like Alice in Wonderland with, like, really yep. bright, vibrant colors and, like, weird flora and fauna. I'm really excited about this. Uh, yeah. It looks very fairy tale heavy. Like, obviously, like, yeah. that seems like... It, it seems like they're, they're doing less the... Like, the Wild Hunt was kind of, like, dark, war-torn fantasy country, mm-hmm. but this seems more like, oh, you are the, the weird woodsman, which is kind of Geralt's role. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a... It's cool. I actually just watched the, the, the teaser for Beauty and the Beast, and yeah, I'm way more interested in that than I should be. It's um, a pretty good-looking teaser. Yeah. Did you know it's, uh, like, shot for shot, the teaser of the original? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw this, that like, side-by-side, cool. side, and I'm like, oh, that's rad. That's nice. really cool. Um, but anyway, like, uh, I, I realize it sounds like we're going off topic for all you people who want to talk about Geralt stabbing stuff. Uh, the Ooh. short stories... Um, the, the the last wish the first kind of collection of Witcher Witcher book stories uh, is it has one that is like basically Beauty and the Beast it doesn't tell you that it's yeah. just sort of like an awkward retelling of it in the same way that That's you really know cool. you would basically you encounter like you is know, Geralt the Beast or the Beauty he's neither you meet like you meet the Beast basically and he's talking about his like marital problems because he keeps he's, having ladies come live with him and he's like oh, I'm a monster what do I do you know. Hmm. Uh, but I really kind of hope it does more of that that sort of things. Like I really like the the parts in Witcher Three that were like 
like, oh, maybe you've got to go talk to the old witch or, like, you got to save a goat or whatever. Yeah. And it's just stuff that, stuff feels, that feels like yeah. fairy tales, like yeah. Hansel and Gretel. And it might still get gruesome and you still kill something with a sword, but, like... That's like an ever grim yeah. fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely understand that. Yeah. Uh, I love The Witcher 3. That's the game that gave me tendonitis, which is why I have to wear a wrist brace. I feel like you shouldn't love it. I loved it so much that it, it gave me wrist problems from repetitive. You only hurt the ones you love, and they only hurt you back. <laughs> that's just you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, that's not normal, but uh, I very rarely get into single-player DLC. I did a lot with Fallout 3, but pretty rarely do because in my head I'm always like, but why would I continue to play this game despite how much I loved it when I could play something else? Yeah. But this one I might actually go and play. Yeah, like so it, that, it looks distinct enough that it looks like an experience that is is different. Basically. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to talk about that. Like, what, like this is being reviewed super well, and like this Witcher DLC is incredible. Uh, like, what are the other, you said Fallout 3, but like, what are the major DLCs that you've like actually gotten into and are like, oh man, this is amazing? I mean, the big two for me are Lair of the Shadow Broker from Mass Effect 2. And, um, and Larry the Shadow Broker? Lair of Lair the of. Shadow Broker. Lair of Croft? Mass Effect, I believe that's what it's called. I could be wrong. <laughs> but for Mass Effect 2. Yeah. And then um, the uh, Minerva's Den for Bioshock yeah. 2. Or yeah. to me, Minerva those are like Den. the... Yeah, mine would be Burial at Sea from Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout really 3 for sure. I loved all I mean, that's that the, Yeah, Burial at Sea, especially Part 2, and uh, Minerva's Den are my two favorite Bioshock things. Like mm. more so than the games proper. Oh, dude, yeah. me too, totally. I yeah. way so much prefer Barrel at Sea than Bioshock Infinite, like, yeah. by a mile. Although Minerva's Den is really long. I didn't play yeah. Minerva's Den. It's, it's, it's incredible. Awesome. I mean, it's yeah. also, like, it's it's that team went on to make Gone Home Yeah, much. Um, I think the thing about those is that they, Bioshock has just a lot of shooting that's just padding. It's like mm-hmm. filler episodes in anime. It's just, yeah. like, a lot of stuff that's like, we need to drag out this game and make it longer, so they just make you shoot a lot. Where's and... It? Those, like Barrel at Sea, basically has the same story and the same impact, but with less padding. So yeah. it's, just, it's a lot shorter, and maybe you wouldn't have wanted to pay full price for it, but it's like just a compact version of that one thing. Yeah, there's like an art and awesome. a brevity. Yeah, so I think that's like that has appeal. It also looked very different because obviously it's in a different place. Uh, Fallout's appeal was partly that, again, took you to a different place with one of those DLCs, but it also let you continue playing the game. Yeah, and it let you see other parts of... Because you got to see, like, Pittsburgh and that, I mean, it was like a simulation, I guess, but kind of Anchorage, and you could see, like, different parts of the world. Anchorage honestly felt like a parody of Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, I mean, kind of. It felt like like, it was like a pleasant kind of thing, too. There was that demo for Modern Warfare 2 where you're doing, like, some Arctic mission or whatever, and it totally felt like, like, there was that kind of Pleasantville aspect where you're like, but it it totally stripped away so many of the things that make Fallout Fallout. Like, Mm -hmm. there was just, like, the same kind of set of guns, and you're like, oh, yeah, go shoot the guy, and you're like... I mean, who plays who plays Fallout for the shooting? You know, like, yeah. It's weird how yeah, many that's... of those DLCs take away your stuff. Um, New Vegas kind of did that to you, like that first one where you're wearing like the choke collar or whatever when you, like you go too far. Like it's really interesting having you spend 300 hours in a game, getting an inventory, getting everything you want, and making your character and getting to max level. And then in the DLCs, you just like don't use that character for some of them. I always yeah. find that really interesting. Yeah, I really like the this is this is a lame answer, but I really like the Skyrim DLC for uh, Hearthfire. Where you got a house and an orphan. Oh, yeah. dude, I love that kind of stuff. You get an orphan. You go catch an orphan. You go down on the city and he just like lure a child back to your home. That sounds and horrible. They, and then they hang out in your house and you can just like you just shout at the walls and knock over all your crap. I feel like this is worse when you're like laughing. <laughs> this stupid little kid who came to live in your log cabin is just, just like he's just like Daddy, you're home. 
and you're like, oh, God! There's this, like, wooden balls flying all over the place. He tried to set the kid on fire, and they're just like, what are you doing? I'm so down with building-related DLC. Yes. So down with that. What if every game had DLC where you could get a house and steal a child? It's not the child-stealing pot. It's the house-building. What's the point of building a house if you're not going to steal a child to put in there? <laughs> a that's house isn't a home okay. without a house stolen child. A home. I'm a dragonborn. I'm sterile, damn it. I, I won't be able to leave. conceive normally. Um, I thought it was pretty funny because I probably looked like a real like progressive... like. Like, I was an Argonian, so, like, <laughs> so I'm, like, walking around with my human child, and they're, like, I'm, like, all right, Billy, it's time for your soccer game. Like, Dad, am I adopted? <laughs> no! <laughs> You're just bad at breathing underwater like your pop's here. <laughs> uh, I like that there was that, um, there was that Skyrim DLC for, that was, like, that spooky island. They were, like, oh, I go back Far to Harbor. the... Far Harbor. Oh, no, Shivering Isle? Shiver- no, that was, that was What's for... What's Fall Harbor, then? Was no, Far Harbor is the Fallout DLC that just came out. You're right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Shivering Isles was the, that was... Yeah, that was uh, Oblivion of Morrowind. Oblivion, yeah. I think. Oblivion. Wasn't yeah. there a Skyrim DLC that took you to a part of Morrowind? Yeah, I think that they were. You were that revisiting. Yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, and it was like they hyped it up as being like, "Are oh, you finally going to get to ride some dragons?" Yeah, and you and did. Like it a sucked. One of them. Yeah, that was it was super yeah, lame. Dragonborn. You kept fighting. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was pretty cool because yeah. you got to go in the mushroom houses. Yes, and it was pretty. I like that. And then there was uh, there were all these big floating men who looked like Cthulhu's. Oh yeah, they were fun. Yeah. I had a good time with that, I guess. Left Behind is also a good DLC. That is a very good DLC. Yeah. Left Behind is an awesome DLC. Um, So I guess it... And what is that? The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was was thinking like those... uh, Oh, the the, the Kirk Kirk Cameron novels? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But there's also like DLC that I really don't care about is all of the Occam DLC. It's like, play as this yeah. character. Most of it, yep. Yeah, most of it kind of sucks. And it's always exciting where it's like, oh, Robin, oh, Batgirl. Like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I, I just yeah. don't care. In there was like, I was sort of excited by like, there's there was the Arkham Knight DLC where you drive through almost like the set of Batman 89 and Batman Returns. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I'm like, it's just a driving It's mission. just a driving yeah. part. Yeah. Driving that's, is the last thing I was going to does not need more driving. Yeah. Like, the term DLC is, is so, so stupid because at this point... Entire games are DLC. Sure. Like, they are, yeah. it, it doesn't apply anymore. And then you have something like Blood and Wine, which is this entire new map. It's a full extra half a game, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right in saying it's an expansion. And then at the same time, like, yeah. horse armor. Or, oh, I don't know, that thing that makes your gun pink. In or anything in Dota. Call of Duty, yeah. You know, anything in Dota that's cosmetic. Yeah. Like cosmetic All garbage. Overwatch. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, like, it's totally deceptive. Like, I was really excited about the idea of, of playing, like, uh, Arkham Knight with, like, Batman Returns or, you know, old, old school the like, skins, yeah, yeah, like those are really would, cool. that would make me like that. And like, game I more. mean, they're Man. nice pre-order bonuses, which did come with all of the Arkham games, but yeah. it's, that's still not what I want out of DLC. Yeah, but I think like, there was one that was a story one that I played where you played as like Harley Quinn or something. Yeah, yeah. there was the Harley Quinn stuff for City, I think. There's yeah. Catwoman, Catwoman stuff for City. for City, yeah. Which You're was right. like, wasn't that like a pre-order? It was, like, yeah. If you pre-ordered, yeah. you could do that. So it was, like, it was a pre-order. You might be right though. I think there a was Harley Quinn stuff for later. Uh, yeah, yeah that's I mean, they Catwoman. had a bunch of different stuff, but you know, that's the kind of DLC that I don't care about. Um, uh, Arkham Knight did Harley Quinn DLC. Right. That was a prequel. And then oh, Arkham look at City that! The first result stuff. is Arkham Knight's Harley Quinn DLC is terrible. Thank you, Kotaku. Uh, yeah, there have been some good ones. I mean, obviously, full disclosure, I worked there, but I played it way before I did. Uh, Borderlands 2 had incredible DLC for months and months and months. Uh, yeah. The Tiny Tina DLC, super smart. It like it, You're playing like a Dungeons & Dragons game where the characters are narrating, and as they're narrating, the world around you changes. So that it's like they're cool. telling the story as you go. Like That yeah. was really cool. That might actually make me like Borderlands. I don't like Borderlands. Sorry. You should play it. It's okay. But maybe uh, that DLC would make me like Borderlands. I, that DLC is really smart. Uh, I would love to see them. It almost reminded me of what Tales did later. 
Um, because it's like sort of that unreliable narrator mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you play Tales from Borderlands? No. You should play that. Yes, I've heard I that's very, yeah, very good. I didn't like Borderlands, and I think that's amazing. I, I, really just, like I find them. Borderlands very boring. Boring? Yeah, that's what I call yeah. it that. Mm-hmm. Boring Lands? Then they, then they yeah. play out Battle Boring. Battle Boring? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, people are like, you just have to play it with a friend, and then I played it with. There are some people that you play games with who can't talk whilst playing games. So I played it with someone who was incapable of talking, so it was just like us sitting there and shooting things and looting. Like, this isn't really making sense. Yeah. I played with somebody who was like, who'd played it like a million times, and they were like, here, I'll go take care of everything. And I was just like walking along, and like, yeah, I hate it. Like, like, here, I got you these guns. Like, that's yeah. not, I think, for any game like that. Like, that's why I didn't want that for even Bloodborne or Dark Souls or anything. Like, I don't want people to come beat bosses for me because that's like not a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just back to Fallout, and that's like when folks. If you have Fox as a companion, which kills everything, you get stuck in a doorway and you have to yep. reload a save because you and can't it tells get around you to him. Kill, kill yourself. It's what? Uh, how was the Bloodborne DLC? I didn't played it. Uh, old old hunters. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. That's give uh, you a new weapon. It's a mop handle. Yeah, it's just a, it's a weird just, handle just, of a mop. It's, it's not even a handle. It's just like flo- the mop Does part. Does the Taken King count as DLC, or is that an expansion? Uh, we don't like. What no. does that term mean? I think that's. I would think that's an expansion. Yeah, but that's as much as. But it's like blood and wine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sleeping Dogs had, oh, that had DLC. some of the best DLC. I didn't even know that. Yeah. that had an entire one that was all like, um, what was it, Nightmare in North Point? Mm. It's so good because it's basically like uh, Big Trouble in Little China meets Thriller. Like it mm. literally opens up and you're like, you're playing as like the main dude and you're like walking out of a movie theater like in the music video for Thriller. And you're That's like, awesome. Yeah. She's like, that was a pretty scary movie. And then you fight like hopping Chinese awesome. vampires. Yeah. Wow. And then you have to go on this mission where they're like, like you go, like you see, like old salty crab. It's like this gross guy you like break into an old lady's house with in the game, and he's like, oh, "I'll make you a mystical potion. I'm gonna need the following ingredients, and you have to get like weird, like white carrot root or something, and then like antifreeze, and then you have to drink it. And you get like crazy kung fu powers. It's incredible. It's That's super amazing. fun. It sounds incredible. Also, that actually just reminded me of one of my favorites, which was Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, like, yeah, is that DLC? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's almost like a, a, yeah, like a standalone game, thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's totally different. Uh, and it was to, uh, what was it, Festival of Blood? The oh, yeah, Weird Vampire one. infamous uh, First Light. First Light. Yeah. yeah, that was really good, too. Yeah. But I, I feel like we should also talk about some of the worst DLC. Uh, my vote goes to Saints Row Gat Out of Hell. That's very bad. Oh, Is that yeah. the, that's where, like, you're in hell, yes. right? Saints Row yeah. 4, yeah. and you just go to hell. And it's yeah. really bad. Yeah. It's very ugly. Yeah. But wasn't there one... You play the superhero? What is that one? That's Saints Row 4, the game. Oh, that's the full game. Oh, okay. Saints yeah. Row got so so confusing with yeah. DLC and expansions and then full games and all that stuff. I mean, stuff. Get Out of yeah. Hell was another thing where you bought it separately. Like as Didn't that start yeah. out as like, it was going to be DLC, and then they were like, no, it's a full new game. I don't know how they marketed it. I think it. that's how they did it. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was announced. That's what, Yeah, you're right. It was announced as a DLC, and then it became Saints Row 4. But it was, wait, what? Yeah, they announced here. Hold on. Stop no, get out of hell. It doesn't matter. Just the same whole email us if we're wrong. Just close your laptop. Get, <laughs> out, get out of hell. Wood in theory. I'm doing these three planning. Yes, there was a Saints Row four podcast right now. But also, I... Brian's not here because he's interviewing the Lonely Island. Yeah. I bet he's having a lot of fun. They made a hot rod. Uh, <laughs> the Lonely Island made a hot rod is a very strange sentence, but it's also correct. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like the, a sentence you would say in order to like initiate someone's assassination mode. <laughs> the Lonely <laughs> Island made a hot rod. Yeah. They start putting together a sniper rifle. We walk the outside, Destin strangling. <laughs> um, God, uh, yeah. Do we have the price for Blood and Wine? How much is that? One hundred and seventy-four dollars. That seems like a lie. It's probably uh, under a hundred dollars. You can get wine for like two bucks. The blood's the expensive stuff. Yeah, you gotta know, free. You gotta know blood. You should, you should donate. Donate yeah. blood. Don't eat blood. Why not? It's delicious. <laughs> 
But really, you should, though. Don't eat blood, he no, said. No, you should donate. Yeah. yeah. Don't, not... Anyway. Uh... I keep trying to, but I'm always stepping on nails, and they don't want my blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, when's the last time you stepped on nails and went down the creek? And I said, like, all the time. On the walk here. Every damn day. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's a good thing is, is a fun prank is go try to donate blood with no shoes on. <laughs> because they'll be like, uh, where are your shoes? Like, Can I have cookies? Lemonade, please. Uh, PlayStation Plus has got some pretty cool stuff for June. Of mm-hmm. course, everyone will scoff at it. Um, you no longer have an excuse not to play Gone Home if you have PlayStation Plus. That is now one of the free games that. for PS4. So put aside, you know, three hours and sit down and play that game if you haven't already. Uh, and then, of course, if you want the opposite experience, there's <laughs> NBA 2K16. <laughs> yeah. That's a strange. Both of them about sexual awakenings. Yeah. <laughs> and, Gone Home is cool to play. Slam you know, before Tacoma, whenever that comes out. Yeah. Um, and NBA 2K16 makes sense because the NBA finals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I saw too. someone yeah. on Tumblr refer to Gone Home as a lesbian fetch quest. I'm very entertained by that. Yeah. Yeah, Lesbian Labyrinth, man. Uh, PS3 is getting Silent Blood Curse. Is that a word? Siren Blood Blood Curse. Sorry. And Echo Curse. And Echo. Did I I write this? I might might have. You got cursed. You might have confused. So these are two games. I don't know what these games are about. I might have fallen asleep halfway through writing this. And then for Vita, Little Deviance and God of War, Chains of Olympus. Yeah. Uh, Chains of Olympus works. Like, it's a... Good little portable spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for planes. Uh, little Deviance was that Vita Plane launch games? title. Like it's not yeah. I, like it. I mean, big big shutdown after it. Uh, little Deviance was. It very much feels like a launch title, but I mean for free. That was where you could like take a picture of your face and then like punch yourself in the face as like a robot or something. Yeah, like gross. Yeah, uh, we got some hot questions Bra- from the Brapid Fire. Brapid Fire. That's where every week we go in the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. Oh, on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash IGN beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Christian Cazares, Cazares is all of, all of a sudden... Get to it. It's okay. I didn't want you to ask that one first. It's fine. Okay. I'll get to it. Good. Uh, if all of a sudden someone from the office had to become your dad, who would you choose? My money is on Jared being the popular choice. Before That's, I read that, I was like, Jared. Yeah, pretty much. Steve Pear. would also be a great yeah, dog. Oh, Pear would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Pear is really cool. Really also, cool honestly, Brian would be pretty good because, you know, he would just spoil you and buy you a bunch of toys and feed you good food. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. You would no, come home crying totally and would. he would be like, yeah, so what? Want to fight about it? <laughs> Big <laughs> but, whoop. But then he'd like he'd use his pizza stone and make me pizza. Exactly. Maybe. And buy you like 90 Star Wars figures. And we could just drink that. vodka sodas all night. He would, he would. No, I feel like Brian is going to be like a, he's going to, he's going to shape up so fast the second he has yeah. kids. Gonna, yeah. Very... Uh, yeah. I think Steve out EIC is like kind of already a dad mm-hmm. just to everyone. Mm-hmm. So he'd be a pretty good dad. Yeah. Jared also. Yes. Yeah. Jared's, Jared's a good answer. Who do you think, think he'd be the worst dad? Uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a pretty bad dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're a woman. Y- yes. Woman can't be good father. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's just avoid that. I was raised by a single mother. I know these things. Um, what? I did. Right across that minefield. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's actually a good question. Who would be the worst? Who would be the worst dad here? Uh, I'm just trying not to say anybody who actually has kids because that would be mean. <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably uh, the four of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I bet you'd be a good dad. You're yeah, sort of a dad you, already. You to would the people totally in your be a good dad. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm thinking of the people that we find to sleep at the office. Yeah. Which is uh, Vince and Sean. Vince would, be a good, Vince would be a good uncle. You sleep all the time. Yeah, but not when, during work hours. My sleep is like off to 5 p.m. I have a nap. And then I get up. You've definitely napped during work hours. No, I haven't. You've crawled under your desk. And <laughs> not during work hours. It's always right. off to. Fair enough. Danny Except Hernandez says, best 
couch multiplayer game that isn't GoldenEye 64. GoldenEye 64. Yes. Perfect Dark is better, though. No, it's not. Yes, it uh, is. Couch, no objectively. couch multiplayer meaning like competitive? Like split screen, split I assume? Screen, like I like couch co-op? Um, yeah. I feel like the N64, that era, is sort of the, the one I think of. Or Halo 2 is kind of my go-to. Yeah. I was playing Halo 2 couch co-op on the weekend, and that yeah. was the best thing ever. Uh, I mean, yeah, I also want to say Gears of War, but I feel bad for listing... Couch oh yeah, are we talking yeah. co-op? We feel like we've talked about co-op before, but like, like competitive, like local, local competitive. Yeah, which like, I, I, is another uh, thing. That's, yeah, that's another thing that's uh, we've talked about that how it's had this resurgence lately with yeah. Nidhogg and Towerfall and oh, Nidhogg yeah. and Towerfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nintendo's well. always been really uh, good. Uh, as far yeah. as good ass, good ass multiplayer games, uh, Jackbox Party Pack is yeah. always really that good. Is super fun. Also, yeah. like one of those things that I remember, like I, I was getting like a. a Buddy of mine is was the PR guy for that. He was like, "We're doing a press event. Come, come play this game." I was like, "I'm not. I don't. I don't want to do that. I really don't." He's like, "Please." I was like, "I really don't want it." And then I wound up playing the game. I was like, "This game's really good." Yeah, I really also, played a lot. It's it's a weird one. I think people make fun of it, but I was actually just talking about this on Twitter. Nintendo Land, uh, the Wii U yeah. launch title, uh, is actually really good for local co-op. Yeah, I played that with my parents, and that was just the best. Like they all totally got it, and it was awesome. I played it with my mom, and my Man, sister. Man, uh, that Pac-Man game for. GameCube, the one that had the uh, oh yeah yeah oh, the God, one that had the GBA that? ones. Also, Rainbow Six Vegas one and two. Yeah, Real good ones. Very good. All right. The official Uncle Bobo channel. Also, question: Can we post rapid fire questions here in the comments? Yeah, I'm guessing I that like was you... a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you probably should have uh, read these before. I probably should have. Uh, somebody <laughs> so, should have probably uh, written what the hell this is going on here. <laughs> Dang it! The official Uncle Bobo channel. Us. We can post rapid-fire questions here in the comments, and the answer is yes. You can post rapid-fire questions on the comment sections of the YouTube channel, and we will also add those. Fun uh, fact! Aside from the Facebook. We have a dedicated podcast beyond YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. 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 Wow. Go check it out. Go subscribe to that. Even if you don't like... I think we just hit Even if you like never check your subscriptions, just get in that Google Plus and go click that little button. That's a weird thing to do. do it. If you want. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Fine. Uh, and then finally, we got a great question from definitely not Alana Pierce. Hey, guys, how was your weekend? Good. Sorry. <clears throat> hey, guys, how was your weekend? Oh, Did God. you get up to anything relevant to the Beyond audience? <laughs> I also audience? To, I don't even know what this word is. Uh, also want to talk about X-Men a little. Oh, wait, this is a PlayStation podcast. We can't talk about things like X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, why don't we just answer now? the first question? Uh, some of you guys went to Kind of Funny Life. Yeah. We did, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was really fun. Uh, it fans. was crazy impressive. Mm-hmm. That was uh, really cool. It was a cool show. God, I I really respect those guys for putting that show on, also, considering they're that small of a team. Cisco came out and I'm, sang the Pokemon theme. I'm song. really yep. really sorry I couldn't make it. Uh, partially because I would have loved to see people who listen to the show and everything. It would have been really fun. But also because I have unleashed the dragon on vinyl and I want to get Cisco to sign it really badly. So he was bummed that he wasn't able to come to the office because he was only here for. He flew he was straight from Vegas? Yeah. Like the thing you put a thong on? Yes! Yeah, we did it! <laughs> this is what guys talk about right here. Yeah! PlayStation games. But! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, I went to Fanime, which mm-hmm. was also really cool. Had some Beyond listeners come up at my set uh, on Saturday night, which is awesome. I also played the Pokemon theme song. Take that, Cisco. Yeah, did you write the thong that song? That happened. I did not write the thong song. Um, I don't even know if Cisco did. He might have had help on that. <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, yeah, also I should, saw no, I should read liner notes and unleash the dragon. Uh, you saw X Men. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we saw. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, saw X Men. I know the two of you also saw X Men. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty bad. I will not be yeah. seeing that film. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say right here, like '80s X Men is like one of my favorite things. Period. Like that mm. predates my love of Star Wars. I grew that up reading. That theme song, man. Yeah, no, that's that's '90s X Men. That's the cartoon show. You're right. Yes, '80s X Men. I'm talking like then Chris, I don't know what Chris 80s Claremont, X-Men is. like the comics, like the, oh. the when you opened the comics, they played that theme song. Yeah. It's like a it was horrible. <laughs> it was like Harry Potter. All the pictures moved around. <laughs> I had brain damage as a kid. <laughs> uh, no, but like 80s X-Men I is, is... I mean, I've, I've read a lot of X-Men, but I don't think I've read all of X-Men. I've read a lot. Um, I've read a lot of the really early stuff, and basically what happens is there's like the original team, the so-called first class that mm. they did not use in the movie, uh, which was like a bunch of white kids and his Beast and Angel and Jean Grey and Cyclops and Iceman. Uh, and then in 1975, they basically were like, oh man, sales are down, let's shake things up a bit. So they went... From being like, oh, it's a bunch of rich white kids in upstate New York to like, let's make this crazy multicultural Burger King Kids Club adventure team because the regular team gets captured by a living island. And so Xavier has to go around the world and get like Colossus and Storm and Nightcrawler and Wolverine and Banshee and Sunfire. And they're like this ragtag group. And like, Ban- like Wolverine's just a dick. He's just really mean. He is a huge dick. Yeah. Um, Bub. He, yeah. He, uh, I think he calls Sunfire it's a, thing a that Jap. You're like, oh my God. Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then eventually, like, gradually, um, they go up against the Hellfire Club, and Wolverine becomes, like, more of, like, a regular character. Uh, Sunfire gets really mad and leaves. Ooh, <laughs> he, no. just, he does not like hanging out at all. Banshee's like, I'm too old for this sh- uh, stuff. And uh, <laughs> But you get to, like, the mid-'80s, and it's really cool because, like, Storm loses her powers, and she winds up, like, shaving her head and getting a mohawk. She has this weird fling with Forge because he invented the thing that takes away her powers. She has That's to, a weird reason uh, to date someone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's this crazy like, vision quest. Awesome, like Barry Windsor Smith artwork. It's like it's just some of my favorite writing. There's a. I mean, X Men is also just has always been awesome to me uh, because it just it puts the whole idea of being an outcast. Yeah, exactly. A group of people. I mean, and it's, it's a, how they're treated, and yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parallels, and I think it makes it relatable to pretty much everyone. You kind of see it with um, with like uh, Spider Man to a certain degree, where there's that yeah, sense of totally, being like, absolutely Spider Man is like that's just yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you get the Avengers, which are pretty squeaky clean, and they occasionally dabble in being like not accepted. I mean, they're just like a bunch of hot people, but like, yeah, who have like superpowers. Yeah. Whereas X Men are like, you know, some of them also even just deal with like being disfigured as a result mm-hmm. of being X Men, mm-hmm. and you know, that's. I think a lot of it's really relatable. Um, this movie didn't tap in on any of that. Yep. I guess it yeah. did a tiny bit. No, I, the movies I, I don't know. It did awful. a little bit in, in a Anything that, like, the sense. few, the rare moments where it hits any of that is stuff that previous movies yeah. did already anyway. established and it's yeah. just kind of taking. Yeah. Like, what I'm really baffled by, like, I haven't, I haven't seen the film. I know they wind up back at Alkali Lake. Yeah. Uh, the place that they go in X-Men 2. Again, why go back to that same spot again? Just why keep revisiting that I stuff? I mean, they went to Auschwitz, um, you know? Yeah. Why go there? Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty weird. Um, yep. Part, uh, but then like the fact that vaguely weirdly makes sense in context. They're it's with, still dumb. They're with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is I don't know if he gets his memory wiped or whatever. But the fact that they're like they're again recycling. They they just need to reboot this franchise. Like they sort of pretend also, they, yeah, they did give that. it to someone who's not Brian Singer. Yeah, yeah. I think someone that's, who yeah. Is the, a good I feel director. like the, the the script was just very bad. Yeah. I I think that Batman vs Superman is worse than this. But the the script is just intolerably awful and cheesy. There's like this dumb line where Jennifer Lawrence is like. You got your warship, referring to a like jet. Yeah. You got your warplane. Let's go to war. Like, shut up, idiot. Just yeah. leave. And also, yeah. it's it took like some of this generation's greatest actors and make them all look made like them embarrassing. Dicks. Yeah. Also, like I walk by you know billboards and they've got a picture of Apocalypse strangling Mystique, and they're like X Men Apocalypse, and I'm like, okay, you took the two biggest actors, you took Oscar Isaac and Jennifer Lawrence. And you had them play characters who were doing stuff that really don't have anything to do with those characters. Mm-hmm. 
Like Mystique is is you know she plays a big role in the in the comics, but like she's not like like she's they totally did weird different stuff with her in the movie, and that's and that's fine. Yeah, like, I was trying not to think thing, about them that way. I just hate it because they've got this massive wealth of like of content to go back on and to, and to refer to, and they just keep screwing it up. Like Look, they keep like changing stuff for the sake of changing it. The like, thing with that is no director gets praise for exactly replicating the fiction that someone else wrote. Yeah, they, yeah, Zack Snyder is a visionary director because he made 300 and Watchmen and he stuck it real close to those panels in those in, books. Until he didn't. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I try I try not to go into comic book movies. Like, I would have been super disappointed if I expected Civil War to be exactly the same. No, totally. Yeah. Well, but, well, they they use the names just for the name value. What sucks like, is like, not. They're, they're having it set in the 80s. It doesn't look like it's set in the 80s. They don't do anything with no. that. Yeah. Um, oh, they did a little with, like, clothing and... A you know, little. Like, they did the like, bare minimum. One of the hugest, hugest pet peeves is period pieces, especially with modern stuff where there's tons of like, like if you screw up the collars in a Victorian period piece, okay, maybe people aren't going to grab it. Mm. But stuff in the 1980s, and you've got like, like they're not really, they're, they can't even just make it look sort of, you know, believable. You made a Star Wars reference. Yeah, that also really uh, that that really pissed me off. Apparently, they t- they talk shit on Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, you go read 80s X-Men comics and they're like they're super like they'll they'll go to space and they'll be like holy crap is George Lucas behind this stuff and you're like oh that's cute they're making nods to that and like the fact that like at the time Marvel was publishing like Star Wars comics too it was like it was cute like they I really think the Return of the Jedi thing was just a cute self-referential joke I think so I really think Brian took it super personally I don't think it was I I really it's really just poking fun at X3 that's all they're doing. They're they're making fun of the third movie in the trilogy. Yeah, but this is also the third movie in, in the, the new, new trilogy. trilogy. Oh, it's yeah. by far the worst. Hey, so you know how when like your friend makes fun of you and says something kind of mean, it's sort of funny and it's good natured. But if a stranger uh, does that, like that happens just, exactly to yeah. us all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty <laughs> much. Think we're mean to each other, but we're really just yeah. friends. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm I will watch this movie on a plane or maybe on Netflix. I mean, or I something. wouldn't watch it. Like, yeah, it's I'll just awfully forward. written. But I, I definitely don't think that is one I of the worst parts of the movie. Nightcrawler. And there was some stuff that were were good. Though. They used uh, Quicksilver in a really cool way at one point. I'm hoping that this does well. Like I, it's doing well, and I would almost rather have seen it not too well so it was like the Fantastic Four thing where it's like yeah. oh like we need to change this because like, yeah. I think that's what X-Men has become like this is now what n- with spin-offs the ninth X-Men movie right because there was the two Wolverine movies it's... Deadpool and then six core movies yeah. still clinging to stuff from the previous uh, yeah like they yeah. just need to let go just reboot it yeah I really also, I wish like, they would and they had the cast just, just let Marvel and Disney I watched, have yeah, control just, over these yeah. things yeah. Yeah. I, watched, yeah. I watched Deadpool again this weekend and that's so a good, good movie I'm so happy they got that right because yeah. Deadpool's yeah. always been my favorite and the fact that they have Colossus in there being like totally Colossus yeah like being like I'm so excited about the next one having Cable Yep. So yeah. excited about that. I hope that My Cable boy. is a is a, a boring a boring douche. He's meant to be. Yeah. That's he's a cable. straight man. Yeah. yeah. He's Max Payne, like you cosplayed us today. It's not Max Payne. What are you talking he's about? Super Max Payne. No. Super Max Payne sixty four. No. What? Wingy? No. Yeah. Wingy again? Not a word. Like whiny. Wingy. Benji's weird brother. <laughs> oh, Benji. Uh, we got we to gotta wrap up because yeah. the, the eSports boys are going to yell at us. Those eSports boys always knocking at our door. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I'm sorry my voice is rusty and this is a weird show. It's very hot in here. It's, so, it's, it's very hot in here. Awful, awful time. Uh, if you'd like to find us on Twitter, that's a place where we sometimes do things. I'm Max Scoville in there. Alana, you are Charlonazard. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to spell that on your own or just type in stuff until it comes up. I don't know. Uh, Marty stop, is stop pointing at them. McBiggities stop with it. two G's and two don't T's. Do that. Don't put it away. Everyone, oh. stop clicking. Don't say put it away on an audio. Podcast. Put it away. Why? And what? Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. 
And Brian Altano is going to be interviewing the Lonely Island on this week's Up at Noon, so you might want to tune in for that. That should be cool. Also, please call out an app. Uh, You can find us on the PS4 app. Great news to all you fine <laughs> folks out there using the iOS, PS4, Xbox operating systems. we got a fresh new app for all those things. Why do things. you sound like George W. Bush? Is that what George W. Bush sounds like? Now, Martin, I want to have you sit down right here. I'm real good at picking out nicknames. Wow, that's um, pretty good. Me and my boys down at we the really ranch, we ate, a, we ate a Scooter, Doug Lara, Thanks, uh, everybody. <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> J, and, uh, you know, Carl, uh, Carl Rove. We were down there... <laughs> Throwing around the old pigskin, we thought we should give Marty a nickname. Beyond. I don't like, Beyond. The, I don't like the fact Beyond, that it's called everybody. pigskin. I Grits. think that's weird. Yeah. Grits. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.